One of my earliest memories is of my fourth Halloween. My mom is a creative lady and always had my brother and I in cute things despite our low economic status throughout my childhood. One year, I was a pumpkin. The next year, an adorable little ghost, which was really just white footy pajamas, a white sock hat, an adorably rosy button nose, thanks to some of my mom's wet and wild blush, and a fun glow-in-the-dark Mickey Mouse flashlight. Of course, I wasn't quite old enough to start remembering things long-term, so when Halloween number four rolled around and my mom passed down Halloween number three's costume to my brother, a red M&M, and presented a handmade, bejeweled, and bedazzled Princess Jasmine costume, I didn't quite understand why I was suddenly wearing something so beautiful and unique. Thus began what became a lifelong obsession with pretty, unusual, dramatic clothes. I loved poring over every last line of Belle's golden gown from Beauty and the Beast and Scarlet's picnic dress from Gone with the Wind. Coverage of the Oscars and the Golden Globes, not the awards themselves, but the fashion worn by the attendees, became a major component in my amateur fashion education. By the time 2001 rolled around, I was an extremely awkward preteen on the precipice of my second obsession, Middle Earth. Peter Jackson's The Lord of the Rings trilogy had a complete and total chokehold on me. I loved the story. I loved the characters. The relationships, the themes, the music, the languages. I even learned Quenya. And the costumes! When I would ride my horse, I would pretend I was Arwen, deftly diving in between trees, Nazgul hot on my tail. My mom had made me a cape for another Halloween costume, and I wore it during my imaginary battles and misadventures. Looking back, I'm surprised my horse put up with the shenanigans, but I was in that delicate era where I wasn't comfortable in my own skin. Wearing my cape and pretending made me feel powerful, beautiful, and brave. Costumes in movies transport us even when we're not watching them. It's not a coincidence that the global cosplay market is expected to reach $23 million by 2023. Costumes are the parts of movies that we can pluck from the screen and surround ourselves with the easiest. They allow us to bond with characters who exemplify traits that we want to see in ourselves. Even the less hardcore among us love to engage in this practice. 47% of Americans said that they plan to dress up in costume for Halloween in 2022. As such, most of us understand, even if on a subliminal, subconscious level, that costume and clothing in general communicates something about the wearer. So it comes as no surprise, therefore, that costumes in movies do a lot of the talking. Known as vestimentary communication, costumes are created, and sometimes exaggerated, to convey something about the character. For example, the expertly tailored three-piece suit seen on Patrick Bateman in American Psycho clues us in that he's wealthy, fit, and neurotic about his appearance. The detail about it being, quote, Valentino Couture gives us even more insight into Bateman's personality. Couture typically references a garment that is hand-sewn and meticulously crafted for a specific person, meaning Bateman stood for measurements and shelled the dough for a -a one-of-a-kind designer suit that no one else could have. Costumes can also contribute to the narrative in interesting ways. For example, we see the costumes in The Lord of the Rings progressively get more bedraggled, dirty, and threadbare. Even when costuming seems to hit you over the head with symbolism, like the literal knight in shining armor moment Leonardo DiCaprio has in Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet, costumes have the power to perpetuate storytelling in a way that scripts, music, special effects, and set design just can't. That's it for this mini-sode. If you enjoyed listening, please subscribe to our show so you can get more costuming context for the freaky flicks we have coming up on our schedule. If you loved this mini-sode, please share the link with your buds and leave us a five-star review so other folks can find our content. I appreciate your time, and I hope you come back soon for more Stitch Witchery. 
The Clever Goals podcast is run by Blair, Megan, Melissa, and Marissa. This episode was made by Blair. Our intro and outro music was created for us by Josh Marshall. You can find links to his content in the show notes. For more episodes, expanded show notes, and other spooky goods, find us on your favorite social media platform through our handle at Clever Goals. Thanks for listening.